0: on February 24th of 2022, the world watched in shock and horror as Russia's deadly invasion of Ukraine commenced. Since then, and at the time of this recording, over 5,000 innocent Ukrainian civilian lives were lost, and 12 million more have been displaced or are seeking refuge from the terror. As February melted into March and the world still watched as civilians trapped in war zone slowly ran out of food, watched as desperate and displaced women were preyed upon by traffickers and as Ukrainian families painstakingly searched for their loved ones. It's true, the whole world watched. But what else could we do? In the chaos of war or natural disaster, much of the world is left disconnected from the crisis, unsure of what is needed or how we can help. Hello, I am your host, Mike Lake, and in today's preview, I will be talking with Tony Tan, founder of Gebera, a mobile application developed in the wake of the Ukrainian refugee crisis to provide visibility, transportation, and immediate relief to Ukrainian refugees and anyone else suffering in any form of global crisis.
1: Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, President and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow.
0: Hello and welcome, Tony. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. And of course, as always, I want to thank our our guests uh, who are tuning in, whether they are listening or viewing this episode, uh, we're grateful to have you here with us. And now... I'm really excited to introduce you to Tony Tan. He is the founder of Gebera, a company matching calls for help with immediate humanitarian aid to provide visibility and a voice to those suffering in global crises. Tony, tell us, what what inspired you to create Gebera?
1: Well, first, uh, Mike, uh, thanks so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Um, What happened was that uh, on the 24th of February this year, uh, like the rest of the world, I uh, witnessed uh, the invasion of uh, Russia into Ukraine, and with that, we saw many people suffering. Uh, we saw uh, families having to evacuate at the last minute, uh, carrying with them uh, all they could uh, on on their backpacks uh, to a safer zone. Uh, we saw uh, children being uh, lost in the crowds because uh, of the chaos. Uh, we've seen people being taken advantage of by human traffickers pretending to offer uh, free accommodation. Um, so much suffering was happening, and, and like everybody else, I just felt I had to do something. And uh, and I thought that if there was a way in which uh, I could introduce technology into the solution to help these people get through these difficult situations, uh, they might stand a better chance of uh, surviving the ordeal. <sighs>
0: You know, can you give us, I mean, like you said, we all watched the horrors and, and just stood by in disbelief that some something like this was happening. Um, truth is, I can't even imagine what the people and families in Ukraine have, have been dealing with. Um, but can you give us a sense of whether whether it's a Ukrainian refugee or, you know, in any crisis area? And, and I said that, that uh, it's not just man-made, It's not just war conditions. I mean, this is natural disasters as well. You know, can you give us a sense of, uh, you know, just how how difficult it might be for somebody and how challenging getting back to normalcy might be?
1: Well, it's, it, normalcy is, is the last thing on their minds uh, when they are experiencing a, a crisis like this. And I speak from personal experience because I've been in the humanitarian aid uh, industry for, uh, for quite a few years uh, and had witnessed some of these dis- natural disasters myself, as well as in armed conflict situations. What they are prime most on their minds is safety for themselves and for their family members. And, um, and who do you go to for help? The government and authorities are not always readily available to them in, in times of this uh, nature. Uh, but the people who uh, would be able to provide assistance are not also normally within your own country, like in the case of Ukraine, to take as, as, a, yeah. as an example. And, uh, and it's not always easy for them to come to where uh, the aid is required. Uh, sometimes they they are delayed because they need to raise funds for their efforts they need to organize themselves and some of these organizations are so large that there's a certain bureaucracy that exists within them that delays the process and uh, and of course there's always the politics that uh, you know key decision makers are unable to to take the call if uh, these organizations should move in uh, at a certain point in time but who Can offer the help. Well, the people within the vicinity, the people in proximity. If you take a case of Ukraine, for instance, there are about five million refugees now living outside the country. But we must remember that Ukraine has a population of 43 million. So where are the 38 million? They're still within the country, and they can still help each other. But they need assistance because they're just average people like us. If the app can provide intelligence, provide them guidance, provide them tools to use to help. Each other, so many more lives can be saved.
0: Well, and so that's the interesting thing about this is, for folks who find themselves in these devastating circumstances, you know, the the there's no shortage of needs, right? Like there's just a lot of things that are necessary, um, and and immediate. Um, but there is a lack of awareness, communication, connectivity. Um, and by connectivity, I'm not just talking about a cell signal or Wi-Fi. I'm talking about being able to connect the person in need with the resources they're in need of. Um, and so do you have a sense of just how damaging that can be, not having that level of, of connectivity
1: in that sense? Well, it, I think people face despair because yeah. who else can you go to for help? Um, and, uh, and depending on your situation, uh, whether you, you are currently experiencing a, a, a state of emergency where someone is injured or hurt in, in your family, uh, to someone who's just not having enough to eat uh, to survive for the next day. Um, so, so it's total despair, but, uh, but if a solution could be provided to them in the most convenient way, and nowadays uh, almost everybody has a smartphone. Um, and you talk about connectivity, well, uh, fortunately, and, and this is you know, with great thanks to uh, Elon Musk, a very popular name he made available through his technology, such that uh, Wi-Fi or Internet access is still available despite all that was going on. And, and that allowed people to still use a smartphone, at least on most of the occasions. So if we can yeah. capitalize on that technology, then people are no longer alone. They are actually having access to multitudes of people Within proximity, as well as outside their country, who, in one way or another, may be able to offer the aid, uh, and uh, and that tool provides them the opportunity to do so. <coughs> Excuse me. So that
0: I mean that brings us right to uh, the solution you have created. So can you explain to us? You know, paint the picture. You know, today is a normal day. Suddenly, tomorrow you wake up and you find yourself in a crisis situation.
1: How, how do you how do you make use of this tool? Well, this tool is like a Swiss Army knife. In fact, right now we have 11 different services that it provides or features. I'll just share a couple of them. Let's take uh, the case of uh, the United States, for instance, in a peaceful uh, time. Um, assume that someone uh, was about to approach a school and notice a a, a person, a suspicious person carrying a weapon a gun, say for instance, entering the school, that person could take a a picture of that uh, individual and immediately post it on the app. All the users of the app will receive a a sort of like a public alarm system. They will be notified that an unusual, suspicious looking character carrying a a weapon just entered the school. So those uh, who are uh, able to access the app will receive that alert and be cautious that, okay, is this a real um, danger or uh, is it false? It can be determined by someone who is a professional, like a police officer can, can investigate the, the situation. Uh, another uh, feature that we have is say, for instance, if someone uh, is, um, is caught in a, an area that is being bombed by the enemy and he's he's trapped uh, in a collapsed building, but still alive, but it's so hard to find um, you know, people who are trapped. Uh, by the rescuers because it's all rubble for them, you know, they have to just keep on removing them. But the person with the phone will be able to geotag through the app right down to three square meters where he's located. And the message is then sent to the emergency contacts so that they can narrow down and try to save him. I also have features such as for missing persons and also for deceased uh, um, Mm -hmm. individuals. Uh, You know, people who are unfortunately killed at war, uh, there's no time to give them a proper burial. So what friends or even strangers, and and this we can see on YouTube uh, with regard to the Ukraine crisis, where they just bury them as quickly as they can. But, you know, when the war is over, you want to know what happened to your family member. Well, the individual who who buried it, that deceased person can actually geo and that information is stored in a secure manner where... uh, the, the body's location is not revealed, but is within the app. So that when the appropriate um, authorities come to us at Geberra uh, to request for the information on location of the disease, we would be able to reveal it. And then the family members can give them proper barrels. So we have many of these features to help people through these crisis. And And so, I mean, the reality
0: is, it, without a tool like this, what's the alternative?
1: There isn't. There yeah. isn't um, an alternative that I'm aware of, or friends that who have consulted on this uh, who are aware of that uh, is. Um, is able to provide the same kind of support for them. Right now, most people rely on the NGOs, the aid agencies, uh, the relief organizations and the governments, and, and they're doing great work, but there is a gap here. It's a time lapse. And time is not on the side of people who are suffering. They need help now.
0: That's exactly right. And, you know, I can tell you many years ago, about 20 years ago, I and then Senator Joe Biden, who was the chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, uh, Anthony Blinken, who is now the Secretary of State for the United States uh, and their team, uh, we put together a piece of legislation that would allow the U.S. government to mobilize first responders rather than just mobilizing military, which is the, the largest body of, uh, you know, people that can be mobilized on, on you know, the drop of a hat. Um, but to actually get first responders who are trained in these scenarios to, to get out to uh, crisis, whether it's in the U.S. or internationally, and, and this was inspired by, um, you remember of course, the, the tsunami in Indonesia. Um, so unfortunately that bill never made it through Congress. Um, and so this, the, the, the group, um, the, the, the program that we had created doesn't exist today, but the whole rationale of it was addressing exactly what you're talking about, recognizing that in, in the moment of crisis, most of the systems that are available are slow to respond, and when you're in crisis, what you need most than, more than anything else is a fast response. Yes, and so there's this disconnect, um, and this is what I love about what you've created. I mean, Gebra is the 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 immediate solution, right? The immediate response. It's it's the way to mobilize people. Uh, to help one another, to to connect, to share resources, to to support each other, and that's what's what's generally needed most.
1: You're absolutely right, um, and uh, and I'm so glad that uh, you you were considering this uh, this solution uh, back when uh, you were wor- working with uh, the leadership. Um, but it's so necessary, even till today. You know. Uh, there is still no uh, credible solution that uh, can fill this gap that I um, that I'm aware of.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a real problem, um, and and it, I, w- I want to. I mean, the impact that it can have is is obvious. We see it, unfortunately, today in Ukraine. Uh, we can imagine it for uh, hurricanes and and tsunamis and earthquakes and you know all these things that you know, unfortunately happen too often, um, but let's look 10, 20, 50 years out, right, and in any crisis anywhere in the world that community is equipped with Gebra. What does that mean? What does it mean for that person? What does it mean for their community? What does it mean for the whole planet?
1: Well, I I hope what it means to to individuals and and I, I will focus on the individual because the community is formed by individuals. Yeah, and if the individual as a result of this uh, app uh, now begins to feel that it's incumbent upon him or her to help others to help his or her neighbor people around the community or even further than that. Uh, that would be such a uh, wonderful accomplishment. That uh, people are no more caring about each other because it's very easy to be indifferent. Mm. You know, out of sight, out of mind. Um, you know, someone may be suffering, but uh, you know he's in another part of the world. Um, can be so dangerous a a, uh, a mentality that people adopt. Uh, but for the users uh, who are in need of help, um, it gives them a huge leg up in in uh, overcoming an obstacle. In getting on uh, in life to a better state, in uh, in saving his or her own life, uh, mm. just by the fact that a stranger, if you like, who is in proximity, is willing to offer a hand, um, I, I think that would be a great accomplishment for mankind.
0: Absolutely. Well, listen, Tony, I, I thank you so much for doing this this work. It, it's it's so critical. It's so. Uh, life-changing for people who are in that situation where they need uh, a Geborah solution. Um, so I, I'm really grateful for your commitment to solving this challenge for them. And I'm, I'm grateful for you taking the time, finding the time, to join us today on Preview of Tomorrow.
1: The pleasure is all mine, Mike. And, and I'm so grateful that uh, you, know, you have this opportunity that you can afford to people like myself uh, to to share our uh, our work and I hope that there will be more people who would like to come on board and, and support the effort. Thank you.
0: And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Listeners like you are essential to advancing our efforts to drive resiliency and sustainability for all. I ask that you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever streaming platform you prefer. Your feedback helps us to grow and share these brief previews of what life in the future can be. In addition to thanking our guest today, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow.
1: Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.